again. Episode six. <laughs> How long have we been doing this now? I, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's too long for only six episodes. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. It, it really is. Yeah, for sure, man. We well now that I'm now that I'm home more, I can uh, I can do more. Yeah. So you're, uh, sounding, you're sounding good. You sound strong. Yeah. No, I'm I'm doing I'm doing quite well. Um, of course, I knew I was going to be working from the home office. Uh, you know, with the, the new position, um, but this is a little extreme now. <laughs> well, since we since we were last on, everything has changed. For sure, it I has. Mean, I mean, we are now going through, I guess, the weirdest thing that's ever happened in our lifetimes ever. Oh no, that, that's absolutely true, and and I think it must be true, right? Y- yeah, because you just. <laughs> Nobody I know has ever gone through anything like this. The last people that did was what nineteen eighteen. <laughs> yeah, and we we're talking about we we're talking about the Corona times, obviously. Yeah. Uh, if for anyone listening to this podcast, strangely in the future, um, yeah, we're in the middle of the year. We're in the middle of the old lockdown. Are you locked down where you are? Yeah. the The state of Kansas was one of the first states to really lock down, and um, you know, just put themselves completely. Sort of on not a house arrest, but definitely a stay-at-home right. order. Yeah, they call it something different over down. Well, in Europe, everyone's calling it lockdown, but you have a what do you have a um, what a stay at what is it? It's like a stay-at-home or st- or stay safe or something. It's got a weird acronym or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's a stay-at-home order. I don't know what the acronym is. I just keep hearing stay-at-home, stay-at-home, stay-at-home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But then some places use uh, shelter in place. That's the one I was thinking. Yeah, shelter in place, which just sounds very weird. It kind of reminds me of the old, um, you know, Cold War days, mm. where you might have to like duck under your desk. Yeah, shelter implies like there's, there's something coming for you. Exactly. I mean, I mean, you know, we're all gonna get we're all gonna get coronavirus, but it's not like it's out there coming for you. <laughs> yeah, it's not hanging outside your door waiting to grab you as you walk out of the house. God, you know it really could be though. I ordered some mm. stuff from uh from online and it, it's actually sitting on my front porch and I have to and I don't even know why I do this, but I have to go look at how to properly bring in and sanitize something. Yes. Be- it's okay, so that, that's good. I was going to ask you about that. So, yeah, you, you're doing you're you're doing the full sanitation of any outside goods. Yes, um, where where I can, where it makes sense. My girlfriend's a nurse, and she's been really um, good about kind of tutoring me on how things uh, work realistically when it comes to keeping yourself clean. Um, so I haven't been one of the guys at the store with the rubber gloves and the masks and all that kind of thing. But hey, whatever what I say, whatever makes you feel comfortable, you should do that thing. Yeah. But yeah. Um, you know, medical medical supplies are short. Everybody's trying to look for this kind of stuff. So I, I I can just use the soap I've got in the kitchen. I'll just wash up afterwards and be done. Um, I mean, it is it is pretty weird. Like, and now you start to think about everything. You think about everything, mm. which we never did before. Like, you just go happy, go lucky. I'm going to walk around being a human, touching things. Yep. Not a problem. Not now, a problem. Now, who knows? Yeah. Everything is a potential killer right now. You know, it certainly feels that way with this thing. It really feels like there's just no rhyme or reason to it. It shows you just how much we don't know about this thing. And it's it's been around for months. Some things mm. just take time to kind of uh, sort out. And this is one of those things. And how are you feeling about the um, about the isolating then? Because I haven't interacted with 
another human well with the one human that's living with me uh, other than him like that's it yeah like, that, i haven't i haven't had physical contact with another human for two weeks that's kind of my situation as well my kids come over and hang out one one of my uh, older uh, children lives with me and we hang out and see each other and she's kind of one of these uh, introverted sort of personalities and, and she likes to hang out yeah. and do stuff online but even it's to a point where even she's going i just need to get out of the house let's just go drive somewhere let's go yeah. outside of the house and i can see that for people in big cities like new york um where you're in, a, in an apartment complex mm. could you imagine how stifled yes. you'd feel in that situation like it could be all around you 100 percent. i mean i've got i've got i've got friends that are, that are stuck in apartments now and it sucks like it really sucks yeah because you you've got no escape You've got absolutely no escape. And especially if you're living in a small place and you don't have, uh, you know, you don't have like a, a good common space. You've both, like if you're sharing, you've you've all got to work from home. Right. You've all got to do that in your own space and you end up like living in your bedroom. It's yeah. horrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, my, my office is in my bedroom, uh, like it was in my apartment, but I was getting ready to start finishing out the basement. So I... It, oh, you've got a basement. Oh, yeah, totally. Got a huge oh, basement down nice. there. Yeah, so I, I was going to nice. put another bedroom down there and, and an office, and, and and the plumbing's in place. I could do a bathroom. But that... Holy shit. What is it with North Americans and their blooming basements? Like, we don't have basements here at all. It's not a thing. A lot of places do have basements, um, and, and just as many don't. If you go to, like, Tennessee, you probably won't find as many basements. Texas doesn't do basements, really. Oh, okay, okay. So it's not across the whole country. Yeah, no, not across the whole country. So Kansas, is, Kansas was started with uh, when the settlers came in with sod houses that were partially sunken anyway. So we've been into basements since the beginning. There's like a whole culture of basement renovations. Oh, absolutely. Online, and some people do some insane stuff. Well, that's the th that's the beautiful thing about having a basement is if you get a house and you get a dry basement that's unfurnished, you can go in there if you've got the square footage, um, and you have like you have to have the proper windows for getting out of the room. You know, if there's some sort of an issue, um, and you can add another thousand square feet or more to your house size and then you turn around and sell that on the market you you walked into a house with 1800 square feet and you're leaving with almost a 3000 square foot house that'll have five bedrooms uh three and a half baths yeah that's pretty cool yeah that's so it's 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 a big uh it's a, it's a big renovation uh, we're just going to do the two rooms downstairs and that's all we really need i just want to have my own office space yes yeah it, definitely i'm pretty lucky because i've got my own setup here now in the new house and it's nice i love that room it's decent it's good it's decent good to get people to, around um, the desk yeah, exactly, exactly. Although I've I've changed the setup now oh. because I knew I'd be doing lots of remote. Right. I've got a mic set up, so I'm now right in front of the uh, Mac here. Okay. All right. So I can be uh, I can be doing stuff because I was thinking if we wanted to share stuff online, then I'm right in front of my machine. No, so that that's do, good. Which is yep. pretty cool. So yeah, yeah, little little side road into basement development. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the thing is that all these all these projects are on hold. Everything's on hold. Um, it's well, this not, is it. It's like a great opportunity to get stuff done, but you can't go to the stores to buy the stuff to get the stuff done. Yeah, I, I here's the thing. I I needed to to get um, a webcam. It's not the most essential yes. thing in the world, but my laptop, uh, the webcam's down by the hinge. So Why when did I, they do that? I have no Why idea. Why do they do that? It's, it's ridiculous. absolute madness. So it's looking straight up my nose. 
And I thought, well, I'll just get a podcast put on. Get a little. Oh yeah, I have to really I have to really shave now. So I, I I figured I'd just put a little webcam on top of the monitor, and it'll be yeah. so much better. You can't get a webcam. Like I go onto Amazon. There's an, there's only like third party resellers that are oh, selling yeah, web, yeah, and they're yeah, 200, yeah. 300 bucks a piece. So what happened oh, was crazy. everybody started to stay at home and uh, remote college classes and high school classes and those mm-hmm. sorts of things, all these meetings that we're doing all the time, all happening online. Now all the webcams in the world have been bought up. At least it yeah. seems like that to yeah, me yeah. anyway. No, it's totally true. It is weird how like the first things to go, toilet paper, webcams. I don't even understand the toilet paper thing. I don't get it. I don't. Me neither. Because even in the worst circumstance, if you get like a big pack, you're going to be done for a significant period of time. Right? I, you don't need to stockpile 50 fucking rolls. Well, that was my thought. I, I bought, um, we get them in a pretty good size package. So before I left for my last trip, which was three weeks ago, I bought a uh, an 18, what they call a double roll pack. So, so it's 18 and they're all giant. They're all twice as big as yeah. the normal kind. And uh, I think we, after three weeks, we're only down three or four, maybe, tops. And, why and, do we always get onto bathroom activities? Why is, uh, <laughs> why is that our go-to spot? I don't know. We're, we're always in there cleaning something, I'm sure. <laughs> Anymore, yeah, that's true. We are in there. I wash my hands like nine times a day. Oh, yeah, damn it, right. It's insane. Um, you've got to. What else are you going to do? Well, yeah, because they've also, they've also hoarded all of the uh, hand sanitizer. You can't get any of that. Bars of soap. Oh, yeah, that's true. Bars of soap everywhere. Hand sanitizer. Can't find it. It's so weird, eh? Yeah, it's the strangest thing. Like, I get hand sanitizer. I understand maybe um, getting bags of flour, rice. Like, mm-hmm. I, like I do a lot of this uh, home cooking stuff from scratch. So I'll just buy the rice and I'll buy the beans. And I buy it in bulk if I can because yeah. I, I use the Instapot. And I'll, I'll make months worth of rice dinners off of one bag of rice. So that was understandably gone the toilet paper is still the mystery i just don't get it i don't get where any of that's going um but the hoarding for us and i don't know if it's the same for you you may actually get your groceries delivered i have friends in new jersey that's happening to them they're getting their groceries delivered we can't there's like a massive backlog now you you'd have to wait weeks to get a delivery slot oh man so you have to go then right we do i've done one big shop and i've been living off that but now i've got to go back so i'm now preparing myself for that I get super paranoid when I'm out now as well. Anyone that comes near me, I'm like, get the fuck away from me. Oh, yeah. Get away from me. Keep Just your distance. Walk in the neighborhoods like that, for sure, around here. Yeah. And and I'm it's, in a good real. part of town where people are nice and they friendly and they wave and whatever. Now people are pulling their kids off the sidewalk if you're coming for a walk or a jog or something like that. It's insane. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, you just don't know. And, and all of this in a state that at last count, we had just a tick over 400 cases. And right. and ten yeah. de- and ten deaths from from those cases. So as as far as effects go for us, it's it's pretty minimal. I, we're still on the uptick. So it, you know it, it's better going in than a lot of other places. It's weird, man. I I, I don't know. I I also don't know. Like when you can't go out and buy stuff. Mm. When you're planning to buy stuff, it seems so much more important. I'm like, well, do do I need? Like brown sugar? Oh, yeah. But if I don't get it, I'm not going to have it. So right. we better get brown sugar. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. And it's everything. It's, it's, I think that's why the shops get sold out, because people are like, I don't want to make too many trips, so I'm going to get everything, and I'm going to buy every potential scenario I'm going to have covered. Absolutely. I, I find that um, the, the um, ethnic foods in the mm-hmm. stores here, like uh, the Asian foods with the noodles and the bamboo shoots and all that, plenty of that on the shelves. Plenty of that. Oh, okay, okay. Not a lot of well, pasta, not a lot of sauce. Yeah, so, okay, so, okay. So there's okay, loads okay. of spaghetti getting made in this country, I can tell you that. <laughs> and uh, uh, ground beef is is also a rarity. I went in there uh, maybe a week ago, and it just was, I've never seen it so empty. It's crazy. Mm, yeah, getting getting protein of any kind has been quite challenging. You know, you know, I haven't eaten beef for yeah since July of last year. I haven't had a piece of beef. You'd made some changes recently, and uh, and when I saw you last, uh, you look great, man. Well done. Oh, cheers, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm getting there. I'm making making some progress. It I've, takes um, it takes a while, and you got to be dedicated to it for sure. Yeah. So I think I've been going just over a hundred days now, or around a hundred days, and I've lost uh, nearly twenty one kilos. I man, think. that's. Yeah. That's very impressive. Well done. Yeah. And through nothing else uh, than just counting calories and doing a bit of exercise, that is literally it. It's so easy, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's so easy when you reduce it to just count your calories. That can always be a bit more difficult, particularly if you're, you're eating out a lot. You, yeah. you yeah. really can struggle counting calories because you really don't know how the restaurant's making the food. That's um, true. You kind of get a feel for stuff now, though. And Yeah. I can kind of look at a meal and get an idea of how many calories it is. And do you use an app for that? Yeah, I'm using MyFitnessPal, which is I do like too. very, very good. It's very deep. Um, Got a lot of recipes oh, and yeah. foods in there. It's pretty sweet. And I think just doing it, that's all, that's all it is. I think just the mental like switch to doing it and tracking stuff, that makes you eat less. Yeah, well, as, as soon as I knew the cost of you know what um, a cinnamon roll would be calorically i was like you know what i I probably can wait on that that doesn't i know you know freaking bananas do you remember anytime you you were in the uk did you ever have ben's cookies when we had them in Hmm. to the office i I just remember the digestives that's the those are the ones that always stick out to me yeah so ben's cookies is like a place you go and you buy them and they're freshly made that day Mm. and they are unbelievable really unbelievably good they're insane um but you go and you buy like a box of 16 or something yeah and and then i was like once i started counting calories i was like oh shit well if these come in the office again i'm gonna have to check out what they are yeah they are 500 calories a cookie oh my god (laughs) how big are these cookies are they huge um about the size of a coaster i would say are they thick and full of they're like, fucking amazing chocolate I'll, I'll chips send you, i'll send you the link and you check mm. them out um yeah no they're, they're quite insane but then you realize like in the past i would have just i'd have just sat there and eaten fucking four of those bad boys oh yeah <laughs> you know? because Wouldn't they're so good about it they're so yeah. delicious right and i i noticed that if uh, you go through the drive-thrus more and more places in america are putting the calorie count uh yes. for those meals that you get 
and you you probably limiting yourself to a certain number of calories. I know that uh, there's yeah, that's the idea. Yeah. There's like a, a a thing a subreddit called uh, 1200 is plenty. Um, but of oh, course, really? okay. yes. But, but you know, depending on your size and your level of activity and the load of other factors, you have to like accurately calculate what your caloric needs are going to be. Because if you limit yourself yeah. to twelve hundred, you're burning muscle mass. You're like losing a bunch of yeah. other stuff in the meantime. Super low. It's crazy low. No, yeah. I'm I'm pretty big and. I can still consume like over 2,300 calories a day and still lose a pound a week with oh, doing nothing yeah. more. What I've discovered is that everything you eat is well over 500 calories. <laughs> everything. Yeah, almost, almost everything. Like bacon is like 80 calories a slice, and nobody can really yeah. get that through their heads when they're like, oh, bacon can't be 80 calories a slice. Like, yeah, no, it is 80 calories. Look it up. But an egg is like 160 or some crazy, yeah. it's like 180 calories. It's so much yeah, more right. than the bacon. Um, it's weird, isn't it? I think yeah. what you, you start to realize what you can like go for, and bacon is a great one, because you can have like three slices of bacon, Yep. and if you only have one egg, boom, you're in you're, business. Yeah, you're done. But and it's like some stuff is crazy high, like breakfast cereal, crazy high in calories. Yeah, well, it's a and lot so of sugar. Like, yeah, I'd rather have an egg and a piece of bacon, my friend, than, uh, <laughs> than a bowl of cereal. I went on ketosis a few years ago, and it worked great. I, I have a real love affair with bread, so mm -hmm. that was a struggle for me, and beer as well. Um, yes. uh, so, you know, for the year or so that I was on it, I lost weight amazingly well, and I got very, very used to bacon, bacon and eggs for breakfast every morning. Oh, baby. And, and it did not bother me a bit mm, if you could yeah, throw some avocado on there and you can Ooh, boom do yeah. that but you know what Damn you can't right. do is roll it all up in a burrito like you can't yeah. can't you have to like everybody on diets is trying to figure out a way to replicate the burrito experience <laughs> can't they can't they can't they recreate the wrapper of something else isn't there like some I'm, kind of like i'm sure they've tried I'm sure they've tried. Mm. I just stopped looking at it. What when I when I really was at the end of the keto diet, I was uh, taking like a handful of cheddar cheese uh, shredded, and yeah. I'd, I'd put it on a little piece of wax paper, and then I'd nuke it until it would uh, bubble, and then I'd take it out immediately. Of course, it's greasy and running everywhere, and then I would hang it over like a chopstick that's suspended between two coffee cups, and that became my taco shell. <laughs> That's amazing. Once it once it dried out. <laughs> so when I got awesome. when I got to that point, I looked at it and went, "Okay, I really have to re I really have to reevaluate <laughs> what I'm doing with my life because this is ridiculous." Yeah, like I, I'm all mental. I'm all for scratch making your own foods, but reinventing the taco is not a necessity. I talking of now we're, now we're on to food. Yeah. Um, I started watching a show on Netflix called Ugly Delicious. I'd seen that. I haven't watched it yet though get cracking into it it's really cool yeah yeah it's interesting uh, mainly because I, I like the guy mm. uh dave something or other he's the guy from mama fuko okay um, that restaurant you've probably been there in vegas it's um yeah it's like an asian fusion place pretty sweet um yeah and he's just he's cool because he is he's a bit of a dick but he's <laughs> super passionate yeah and he's uh really opinionated and he goes around and he's just like investigating different foods so the first episode's all about pizza mm. and he goes and hangs out with this like brooklyn pizza guy and they go to naples and they do this it's really cool it's really really cool i was watching i have hulu 
and when I, I've got to find it, because I think it was it started out as a YouTube thing called uh, Good, Better, and Best. Or something like that, and I, I, I can't probably can't find it in the in the clutch right now. But basically, these guys, these two guys and a cameraman, it's a real stripped down sort of a YouTube show. They would uh, they'd say, "All right, today we're going to talk about we're going to talk about tacos. So we're going to go get the cheapest taco we can get, and then we'll get a mid range taco, and then we'll get like a super high end, crazy expensive taco." And they would try it. And they'd say, oh, well, which one was best? And sometimes you were, you know, you were surprised that a simple food that cost not very much money actually won out in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So nice. it, kind of, it kind of moved all around. And it was a really good, uh, uh, really good show to sit down. My daughter and I watched the, the entire thing almost in a whole uh, afternoon. It was, it was great. Nice. But the new thing is, the new thing is uh, Tiger King. That's oh, where, yes. Everybody's yes. watching that here. So. Oh, my goodness. Are you, have you done it? I watched the whole thing, yeah. Okay, sweet. So, anyone, we're about to spoil this thing. So, if you're listening oh, to this, oh, it's getting spoiled for sure. It's getting spoiled right now. It, yeah. We're going to talk about Tiger King. So, if you haven't watched it, just pause the podcast right now. Go watch the entire series of Tiger King. Come we'll back wait and listen to the rest of the podcast. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll hang out. We'll be here. It's okay. You've got a little gap here, right? Now you're screwed. Right into spoilers go. for Tiger oh, King. Oh my god! This, this show, show is the craziest show. Um, did you watch Don't Fuck with Cats? Don't fuck with cats. I think I've heard of this, though. So you need to watch that one as well. But that one was just, like, was was kind of, like, horrific because it told this really awful story about a guy that killed somebody, basically. But And and that's a really fucked up show. But Tiger King is even crazier because the stuff that's in it is, like... Every episode, you think it's going to be about one thing, and it just gets more and more and more bizarre. And then at the end of like the first episode, I think it is they mention about Carol Baskin killing her husband. You're like, oh, a, a what? And oh, that the was next episode starts with somebody getting their arm ripped off, and you're like, what the fuck is this program? I know. And and I they love it. they kicked this program out. They they made this program happen in spite of them losing tons of footage. Oh really? In that yeah. fire? Yeah, in that fire. That that because that the the uh, yeah. the doc the documentarian was like, I'm pretty sure this was uh, purposeful. Yeah. This was this was but something he did on purpose. That the content exists at all, right? Because they were trying to make this um, this was reality a rea- TV reality show. show. Yeah, yeah. And then and, it turned into this documentary, which is, I mean, the amount of video that was going on at the time because you had. He was filming for his own TV show. Then you had this right. guy doing the reality show, and then you had the doc- documentary on top, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's so much content, and this guy is an, uh, Joe Joe Exotic is an absolute <laughs> madman. I mean, a next level narcissist. Like, well, honestly, it's yeah. incredible. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right about that. You know where he's from, right? Where is he from? Oklahoma. Oh boy! And that's the state immediately to the south of here. The Sooner State. The Sooner State, yeah. So that's what's between... Sorry, uh, with a fringe on top, etc. Uh, yeah, that's what's between Kansas and, and Texas for everybody who's not from around here. And I can tell you for certain, there there are certainly more than one of that guy running around <laughs> in the Midwest. Absolutely. Do you ever remember a show where every single character is unlikable? Like, like it's oh my hard. God. It's hard to get into that show because you just hate everyone. Well, there was a, you know what? I think it's an it's something for people who have focused in on animals, mm. because there was a show a few years ago about uh, the dog show circuit, 
and okay. and the people who would go to the dog shows and would you know groom the yeah, dogs okay, and then yeah, yeah. would run around with the dogs on the thing and i mean there was probably just as much uh backstabbing double crossing like it was insane the amount of stuff that was going on so i think it's and big cat people i mean i don't know about you but i'm i'm pretty certain i couldn't handle a big cat, much less get in the, the, the fence with them. Even if I raised them from a, a baby, they're wild, man. They're still wild. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's running around with three or four of them, and they nearly got him on that one. Uh, it was the fifth episode, sixth episode, when uh, the tiger grabbed him by the boot. Oh, yeah. Do you maybe yeah. Because the cat was sniffing around his foot, and you could tell immediately that cat smelled something good. Yeah, on that foot, yeah. and then just grabbed him, and before you knew it, he'd pulled him ten feet behind the the little thing. And I thought, wow, we're gonna we're gonna watch we're gonna watch Joe get eaten right here. Yeah. So then he, then he pulls out a freaking gun, which he always had on him. Which oh, was, was he was he always packing that? Gun? Yeah, he was always packing that gun. Yeah, absolutely. And there's plenty of guys in the Midwest that do that as well. And I don't think he shot the tiger. I think he just made a big noise. Yeah, and yeah, I think. Yeah. That was all that that he really he didn't want to shoot the tiger. So I mean, I guess points oh, for him. But what I found really interesting after that is they talked to uh, Carol Baskin hmm. about she's this. Freaking bananas! Oh, she's off the grid entirely. <laughs> and and she said, oh, she said something about sardine oil on his boots. Yes. Yes. And, and I don't know about you, but that would not have been the first thing I would have thought of. I would have been like, well, rub some cat food on there or what sardine oil is. <laughs> I there's, cat, put cat that's food. a there's a there's a there's a very specific answer. Yeah, yes, rub some, that's some, true. Put some sardine oil on those boots. Mm. And, and you could tell that that cat was sniffing around like, I don't know, man, I, I, I wouldn't put it past her oh, uh, no. that I mean, she I put it past any of them. Like, yeah, no, that's true. I mean, it's just it's just an absolutely incredible story, and it's like it makes you think that there that there are probably going on these subcultures in all kinds of different things. Oh, you know, for sure, like that, absolutely. There happens to be big cats, but there's probably other things that are driving people to do crazy shit just the same. But it's it's weird because at the start, it you know it feels with all these people, there must be something that's like a real passion, and then it just becomes about them, right? It yeah. About them. Yeah, I think that's the you really hit on it. It's about these people who initially have the passion for whatever it is. And you see that at the very end of the show in the very last episode they 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 do a little montage of uh Joe in the early days uh, before the yes. tattooed eyeliner yeah. before all that other stuff where he actually looked semi-normal uh for a mullet guy. Um <laughs> he, he he I looked at him and I'm like, oh yeah, no, this guy gets it. He's really passionate about the animals. He's passionate about it. He he likes it, but there's a sense of power that kind of comes along with the ability yeah. to mess around with tigers and lions and, and really show no fear um in that in that situation. So it doesn't surprise me at all. You know? It's, it's, yeah. As soon as you have that kind of power, I'd imagine you'd you'd change a little bit for sure. Anybody would. Well, and the other guy, Doc Antle, is f- freaking nut bar oh, as well he is a cult is, leader oh 100 percent. like absolute. i mean they need to go back and investigate that guy a bit more because he is 
super fucked up. You know what's crazy about that guy is how many times he's appeared with famous people or as an associate to movies or video shoots or that kind of thing. Yeah, if you go look it up a little bit, he's provided like elephants for videos and tigers for videos and that's kind of his thing is he runs this this, uh, safari park, but he's also making money uh, putting animals up there for show. Um, but it's the girls, the, yes. the, the, the yeah. girls that yeah. he kind of had around there. And it's cultish because even the ones that left are like, uh, he's so special or whatever they would say. Yeah, totally. It, it definitely had like Scientology vibes to me. Like, I don't even know. I, I don't even know how they do it. I just don't, I don't even understand yeah. it. It's like, I just didn't get a book or a class in school. And, and it was just, <laughs> it's like, I missed out on some <laughs> level of manipulation that some people can just tap into. And that was, that was all of them really. If you think yeah. about it, yeah, yeah, like that's right. Ant, Antle's probably the most like, um, like he's the most out there for it. Like he's, he's got overt, yeah, overt. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And and but Joe, when you started looking at it around episode three or four, you started realizing, oh yeah, no, he's hiring homeless people yeah. who who have nothing, yeah. and he's bringing them in, and he's you know he's giving them work. Like that's that's good to to do as well. But then there's you know videos of him like berating these same people. Yeah, when they were doing those, when they were doing those like stand-up meetings in the office, you could see how he was ruling that situation, mm. and they were terrified of him. You know, as much as they followed him, they were terrified of him as well. Oh, and for that's sure. What happened with that kid who shot himself? That was a f- fucking crazy scene. Oh yeah, the uh, the little security camera thing. Oh my god, unbelievable! Bruce. Yeah, yeah, and, and he was just messing around and messing around, messing around, and and that, there, there you go. That, yeah. that 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 happened. the The funny thing about the relationship that Joe had with both of those guys is that neither one of them were gay. Yeah, neither one neither of them were gay. Yeah, so that's. I mean, that's not to minimize the the the, the act that he undertook, but it's uh, you know, it, it it shows you this level of manipulation that Joe has over people. Yeah, I mean, it's just so strange. Absolutely incredible story. Yeah, just, it's just it's bananas. Yeah, it, okay. So that that's uh, this is not going to get topped this year. I can't imagine there's anything that's going to top that media event. No, I wouldn't have thought so. Everybody's talking so. about it. It's it's one of those things. It's um, great. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, it's weird. It is so now, weird. so now that I've watched that, I'm out of things to watch. Oh, really? Yeah, kind I, of. I, yeah. I I went back and I rewatched some. We were looking for some light-hearted stuff, so I um, went back and watched uh, some British sitcom called Friday Night Dinner. Mm-hmm. And the premise of that show is there's these two sons, Jewish family, two sons, and every Friday they go back to their parents' house and have dinner with them. Uh, and ridiculous slapstick and otherwise comedy ensues, and it's fucking brilliant. And and the dad is one of the most ludicrous characters I've ever seen. He's a complete caricature of, like, a doesn't-give-a-fuck dad, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just, like, belching and grabbing grabbing the uh, scraps off other people's plates and just generally being a a complete... (laughs) Like (laughs) an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Um, But, yeah, that show is fantastic. Very British, though. Yeah, I I I I love um I love the the stuff that you've shown me uh the show the thick of it. Oh my goodness! I mean, that's always a great show to go back and rewatch. It's it's absolutely amazing. I I love the characters. It feels like an office with more edge. 
Mm. You know, it's yeah. just got way more edge into it, and uh, it's the it's a funny on look that at show political. is incredible. There's a lot of ad libbing mm. on that show. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I I can't remember where I maybe you told me that that, that a lot of it was just ad libbed. Yeah, definitely. And you know, uh, the guy who did that, Armando Iannucci, who's done a ton of stuff in British comedy for years, he did uh, Veep. If you've mm. seen Veep, and you can yeah. see see because Veep is very much like the thick of it, uh, it's got a lot of the same stuff going on. But he he also did a movie fairly oh, a couple of years ago now called Death of Stalin. Mm. Uh, it's got Steve Buscemi in it and a bunch of other people. That movie is fantastic. I'd highly recommend it. Ridiculous, like, black comedy kind of thing. Hmm. I'll have to check it out. I, yeah, I'm just, I, I run out of, I run out of television shows pretty quick. I'm, I'm not much of a television watcher. I'll rewatch movies mm. at an annoying level. Um, what's, your, I, what's your go-to rewatch movie? Mm. One that you could literally watch any number of times. <sighs> Um, I, it's going to be an epic movie. It's going to okay. be something like, um, uh, maybe like uh, something like Braveheart or, um, what was the, the other one? Uh, sweeping, uh, yeah, lots of adventure type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones. Oh, I, could, yeah. I could watch Indiana Jones. There was a movie, uh, Kingdom of Heaven. I really like that because oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. the, the sets and the costuming and, and the, the Lord of the Rings, you Lord of the Rings guy. I'm a little burnt out on Lord of the Rings. I, oh, okay. I I've watched it uh, so many times. I, I I see it come up in Netflix and I eh, and I just yeah. move on to it. Like it, I, it, ama- it does amaze me though that movie how good it still looks. I mean it's 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 been going on for like I don't know was it, isn't it like over ten years on that and still looks yeah. incredible. Well, if you go back and look at the old Jurassic Park movies, um, oh, some of the yeah. dinosaur effects that they were doing then are still pretty good. Um, they don't hold up nearly as well because the color grading wasn't there, but it still looks passable. Like they could remaster that whole series and kick it back out, and I'm sure it'd look amazing. Yeah, 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 definitely. Oh, Pirates of the Caribbean—that's another one. And, oh, and the first one, the first one's really good. Yeah. The first one's it. Yeah, yeah. That, they, got that's, kind, they got a bit stupid, didn't they? Well, yeah. When you're trying to make that's the same thing that happened to the uh, Fast and the Furious franchise. Like it just kept oh, yeah. going and going and going until there was a submarine and flying jet cars. I'm like, all right, all right, we're we're a little far from from L.A. now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna kick around and look for uh look for some other uh, movies to watch. Like I said, Pirates of the Caribbean is one I haven't seen in a while, and I kind of like I want to see that because I'm cooped up in the house. I I want to see a big grand adventure. I want to see yeah. the the, the yeah. world I can't be in right now. I, we I'm watched, just interested uh, in that. We watched Rogue One last night. Such a good movie. You know, I think that's one of my favorite Star Wars movies. It's great. Yeah, it's I, really I, really good. I would almost put that before um, the well the first Star Wars. Well, Episode Four. Okay. Uh, be, be, because um, when you go back and look at episodes, I recently, recently did this. I looked back at those episodes and watched them, and some of it is just really cringeworthy. And you can see <laughs> yeah. that you can see that the different directions that they took when Leia kisses uh, Luke, mm-hmm. and then that you find, oh yeah, no, that's his sister. And you go, well, what's the continuity here? What's the message? What are we doing? <laughs> is this something that would really happen? Don't and, don't overthink it. Would be my would be my advice because they didn't when they wrote the script. Yeah, well, 
it, a lot of people are into what's what's known as canon, which I'm not mm, yes. entirely familiar with that term, but um, you know, basically they want to see a continuity between the films, regardless of when they were shot or aired. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. So, yeah. Canon is basically that it is like entered into that universe as being mm. empirically true. Right. So if something is canon, then it then it is empirically true and is part of that universe. So there are certain things like there was this big debate within the Star Wars community about whether the cartoon Clone Wars was canon or not. Like, is it mm. included in in the whole mythos of Star Wars? I think the ultimate decision was it, it was, but you know I don't care. All I want to see is a good film. <laughs> That's all no, I want to see. Yeah, absolutely. And and Rogue One is a great film. I mean, yeah, it's it, it 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 shows you what happens before um, that that episode four because when it starts off as episode four and I was in theaters, I look at it and go, "What well, did I miss? Something is there? A sh- <laughs> why why am I starting at four? So oh, you yeah. start off already feeling like you're missing a whole chunk of the story, and they often refer to it like many Bothans that died to bring us this material, whatever they say. Yeah. Um, and then you see it and you go, oh my God, yeah, look at this amazing, against all odds, people just sacrificing themselves for, you know, something they know is bigger and that they believe in. And it's, it's very a, cool. It's a very stirring film for me. I love it. Yeah, so good. So and, while, you're, yeah. while you're watching, uh, while you're catching up on these shows, what's mm. happening in the kitchen? Have you got any tips for me or anything I should be trying in the kitchen? Because I've got plenty Ooh. of time to do my cooking. So I'll, I'm looking for, for things to get on to. Well, what I've uh, what I've been doing is um, I do a lot of breakfast stuff. Uh, I love, love to do. Breakfast. I love making breakfast. Well, I love I love everything, but I really, really get into breakfast because sometimes it can be um, you have to deliver all of the different pieces all at the same time, all at the same temperature. That to me is the new challenge: is to just get it out there so you don't have like, oh, this food's hot, but this needs to go back in the microwave or anything like that. So coordination of time is everything. Mm -hmm. So that's been my biggest push is to, you know, like I'm making pancakes, I have to mix uh, vinegar and milk, um, and that curdles the milk and gives you this sort of a soured milk in in replacement of buttermilk. And uh, so while that's doing that, I'll go do something else for the bacon or I'll go grind some coffee or whatever. So oh, okay. co- yeah, yeah, coordination yeah. between all the things is, is the current, uh, you know, that's the current state I'm in right now. But do you make biscuits and gravy? You probably don't. No, no. I could, I, I, I'd, I'd quite like to try it. I don't know. Can I get all the necessary ingredients to make a traditional biscuits and gravy? I'm sure you can. Um, it's basically milk, uh, sausage, Um, and I, I get just ground sausage and you need flour, you need cream of tartar, uh, a little salt, a little sugar. Like you'll need a biscuit recipe and biscuit recipes are super easy. You don't need a big mixer. You don't need anything to, you know, churn away for 10 minutes and get all that gluten stirred up. A biscuit is something that you can just like slap together and throw on a baking dish and cook it. And okay. so biscuits are pretty easy. You can find a, a ton of recipes on it, but there is a secret to biscuits and gravy, and I've been waiting to tell somebody. Go on. And here it is. Here we go. Let's do it. Uh, all right. No judgment, folks. This is going to sound weird. So you get you get the pan, and you put the sausage in there, and you cook it up, and you get it all browned so it's nice and you know it's looking good, maybe even a little crisp, but like a little crunch in there. And then I get the flour out. 
and I drop maybe four or five tablespoons of flour directly onto the sausage. Okay. And I stir that up. And the flour coats the sausage, and it picks up all that wonderful grease that you haven't drained off, all that flavor that's still sitting there. And you kind of make this, not a sticky mess, but it's it's definitely uh, the ground sausage has got this kind of gluey flour onto mm, it. Okay. And you can really put in as much flour as you want, but my advice is to start with maybe four tablespoons and then go to like six. And, you know, I I could probably go eight to ten, and it's good. And what happens then is you pour in the milk, and you stir it all up, and the heat um, releases that flour into the milk, and it makes the gravy, the gravy's absolutely lump-free absolutely lump free gotcha okay okay and that's that's the secret to a good gravy no lumps okay right so you've got the sausage like sausage little bits of sausage right so like like kind of like uh you take the skin off a sausage and just let the ground meat just kind of all break up in the pan right yeah yeah exactly right okay yeah then and then the flour goes on until mm-hmm. it almost like becomes like a paste with the sausage. Yeah, yeah. You you definitely it doesn't. It's like the, right before paste time. Like okay. the you should be able to move the spoon around and the and the meat will kind of like tumble around and it might stick to itself. It it'll get kind of tacky. Yeah. Um, okay. And, and then, then you, goes the milk. Then in goes the milk. Then salt and pepper to you know however you like it. And if it gets thick, you just add a little more milk. And that's the beauty of it is it's because it's all releasing in a certain way, you don't get any of these lumps. So to increase or decrease the volume is just a matter of adding milk okay. or do you letting like the milk cook off. Do you fatty buttermilk? No, I use straight milk. Okay. okay. I mean, I mean. in the pan, I guess. We call it we call it whole milk. So I, I don't know if you guys oh, okay, do buttermilk. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, whole milk. Yeah, whole milk is like one step down. Buttermilk is like the really creamy shit. And then yeah. Whole yeah. milk and then we have semi Right, yeah. Our buttermilk's like a soured sort of a milk, oh. and it's it's used to make like buttermilk pancakes. There's a buttermilk biscuit uh, recipe that mm-hmm. the the reason be- the reason behind the buttermilk is it's sour enough that it causes the reaction uh, with the baking soda, and it gives you that lift. Oh, okay, I see. So yes. the secret the secret to good biscuits is uh, cold whatever you want to use butter or cold shortening, and you want to. Yeah, okay cut it up into like you know little you know half inch size pieces or whatever and then there's a tool um that's basically like a dough cutter it's got all these like blades on it and you kind of just mash that around you don't want the butter to just break up too small you want to have little pieces of butter because those are going to be those little flavor bits inside of that biscuit that are going to be so good that sounds good it's amazing and it's like it's incredibly easy to make it's if you've got just those three or four things in mm-hmm. your kitchen the the biscuits and gravy will last you for days oh, okay i'm gonna have to look into this i'm super hungry now so yeah i've got food on the well it's food time here so i'm gonna yes. go and get cracking on some dinner in a minute so what, what else have we got or should we say should we save up for next time we haven't told any stories we've just been chatting nonsense yeah well this is the catch-up episode okay Okay. So now that we've had the catch up episode, we need to ha- we need to talk a bit more about kind of what's what's going on. It's yeah. It's, uh, okay. Well, we're gonna and, get. I think we're gonna get a special guest on next time. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. That would be excellent. I, I I've I've talked to this person and they are absolutely ready to get on and tell their story. It's gonna be great. Ace. Cool. All righty then. Well, uh, thanks, JB. It's a pleasure as always. Yes, it is. Thank um, you. 
and we'll be we'll be back. We will. We promise. We will be back sooner rather than later. The setup's here. We're both trapped in our homes. How how long could it be before the next one? Exactly. Right. Cheers, dude. I'll Have a good one. On the next pod, man. Right. Later. Later.